0: Hello and welcome to the Adamson's verses. Uh, this is episode 3, we hope you've enjoyed the episodes we've put out so far um, My name's James Adamson, I'm joined by my co-host James Adamson
1: Nice to see you all, except I can't uh, see you, what you. Uh, do? <laughs> Sorry, You've, let's, you've, let's, you've let's never not
0: made a cunt of that, no I think we should keep it, you've never not made a cunt of that The one before you were on the receiving end That's right, yeah I'm Just sorry.
1: I'm sorry, everyone. It's nice to be talking to you all again, is what I meant and didn't say.
0: Use your big boy words. Come on. <laughs> so this week, we're what well, I'm going to talk about, and my co-host is going to attempt to talk about, with his big wobbly tongue and dribbly mouth, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Nick Cage and his leopard pyjamas.
1: Yes, so the Adamson's versus Nick Cage and the leopard pyjamas is a topic we're very excited about talking about. Um, so we're going to get into this. We don't know where we're going to end up. But where we're starting is this uh, amazing recent story about Nick Cage. Do you want to tell them tell the nice people at home all about it, mate?
0: Uh, yeah, it's almost as if it's not recent anymore because we've had this one planned since we even thought about doing this podcast. Um, yeah. I think it's timeless, though. I think it's still. I think it's still Nick right. Cage is timeless. Um, so anyway, Nick, I think it's in Las Vegas. Yeah, and just a video emerged online, and Nick Cage, absolutely off his tits in a casino or a bar somewhere. Which celebrities get caught doing all the time? But he sat on a couch in a black T-shirt and these leopard print pajama trousers and bare feet. Didn't have then, didn't have anything and, on his feet. And when he, uh, but he, he did have footwear with him, and they were flip flops. That's right. He'd been walking around or on sliders. the sliders. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: He'd been walking around the street in flip flops, but then he kicked them off so he could feel that lovely luxurious uh, restaurant carpet once he was inside. And he is. Fucked. He's... he's yeah. He is absolutely. He's fucked like the Zimbabwean economy.
0: Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Nick Cage is just the gift that keeps on giving. Um, although I've not seen much of his stuff that's going on in his personal life. Although you said you had not his personal life, but out with his you know film and TV career.
1: Um, he did say something about if he isn't working, he does tend to go and do self-destructive things. I think he's just a—he's a pretty full-on person. Um, uh, look, as 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 the listeners will know, we also present a film podcast called Double Reel. Uh, we haven't strayed that far from the film world this time because we are talking about an actor. But uh, yeah, he's got a—he generally has a pretty wild and strange personal life and. I have to say, I am delighted by this story, but not, not all that surprised. I think he's just the sort of person who, who will go to Vegas to get absolutely fucked up like this.
0: Yeah, it's almost like he's living in the film that he won his Oscar for.
1: I was going to say that. I believe, you know what I think it might be? I think he owns a time machine. And I think he is doing <laughs> retroactive research for roles, and he is going to go back in time now, and he's going to use all this mater- extra material for the part he played in Leaving Las Vegas in 1995. And then he's going to use the time machine again in a couple of years um, to um, swap faces with John Travolta, uh, which he's not going to enjoy as much when he sees what John Travolta's face looks like now. But um, And that sounds outlandish, but I don't think it's as outlandish as stuff that Nick Cage has done in real life. I mean, this is this is kind of, this was fun. And I think that the, 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 he was so pissed and such a state that he was initially mistaken for a homeless person. He got rowdy. He got so drunk on tequila and whiskey that he ended up getting into alter, altercation with staff and rejected, ejected, and then tried to get back into the restaurant. He's just completely full on. And... The thing that made it Nick Cage is the fact that he was wearing leopard pajamas to do this. That's yeah, he didn't. Any yeah. anyone could go to Vegas and get that fucked up, but only he can do it with that style, and that's what makes him Nick Cage. But he's got some amazing stuff uh, in his back catalogue of Nick Cage weirdness. He um, he uh, he married Lisa Marie Presley, even though, or well, perhaps because of, he was absolutely obsessed with her dad, Elvis Presley. I mean, imagine the first time ima- – imagine, like, you're a woman, and obviously she's a famous woman or she's the son of someone famous, but they go out to dinner, and the first time they go back to his place, she finds a whole room as a shrine to her dad.
0: That's not what happened, is it? Yeah. Oh, no.
1: He's He had a shrine to Elvis Presley in his house. And that's just – that's just bonk. You can't – I mean, when I say – nick cage is obsessed with 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 elvis presley he is obsessed with elvis presley he tries to play elvis presley in, in a number of his films especially wild at heart there is no way he wasn't thinking um that he he was he was having sex with someone who shares elvis's dna that's on his mind all the time he can't, i mean that's so weird right
0: that's got to be weird he, um, Imagine that first night back at his place. He's like, oh, should no. we take it here yeah, to no, the no. bedroom or to your dad's room? <laughs> oh no no no! no. That's like, oh, there's
1: a little wobbly head Elvis, like looking down. At uh-huh. him. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Uh, he um, <laughs> but he's done all sorts of weird shit. He um, he once bought uh, a dinosaur skull, a tyrannosaurus. I remember seeing r-
0: stuff about this, but it wasn't like a fair amount of money he spent on this.
1: Nearly three hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God. And it then turned out to be stolen from an archaeological site in the Gobi Desert and the Department of Homeland Security made him give it back. <laughs> Possibly my favourite Nick Cage fact uh, is that he once said in an interview is that part of his diet is that he only eats animals who have sex in a dignified way. Incorrect. <laughs> I, I just wanted to unpack that for a minute. On what basis does he define... The dignity with which these animals are mating with each other. I mean, how does? What are his criteria for measuring that? What is his research? Does he have videos of animals having sex with each other so he can work out, or is this his excuse why he's got those videos for what so he can work out whether he should eat them or not? That's it's, the thing, right? I mean, there's, there's 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 Hollywood diets, right, and then there's Hollywood diets, and Nick Cage just takes everything to a level that other people
0: can't even dream of. Do you reckon you go on a hunt with Nick Cage? and they're thinking oh should we get a bit of you know a bit of deer or you know maybe a boar he's like not yet
1: just i want i want to see them in a more intimate surrounding before we decide what we're (laughs) gonna hunt they're not they're not playing duck calls, they're just playing a bit of Marvin Gaye. That's right,
0: yeah. Let's see what <laughs> let's see what these animals look like when they're aroused and then I'll decide you, whether I want to eat them or you, not. Yeah. You know a deer sticks its head up and as if it's heard a twig or something snap. Have you ever heard a deer <laughs> you ever heard a deer seen a deer's head go up and it goes Wow 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 Nick Cage is just running towards them, knees to chest, ready to stab them with a spoon.
1: Yeah. Another one that, that I just love, and it just shows that Nick Cage is just this kind of person. Um, he His likeness and name was used for a Japanese puffed corn snack bar without his permission. Right. I don't know how that happened, but they just the Japanese decided to do a Nick Cage snack bar, like a granola bar with his face all over it, <laughs> but didn't ask his permission. He once bought a house because it was believed to be haunted, because he wanted to live in a haunted house. Um, this was in New Orleans, where Nicolas Cage also has a large pyramid-shaped tomb in the local cemetery, where he wants to be buried.
0: He, he's not right, though, is he? Pardon? Can someone check if he's okay?
1: I, I just I just think he's just on a, on, a, on a completely new and awesome level that other humans don't understand. He once said in an interview that he, he, he got high on magic mushrooms with his cat. And, and <sighs> by, by which I mean both he and his cat were eating the magic mushrooms and getting high. <laughs> you see, some of these these statements about Nicholas Cage—they just speak for themselves. You see, I, I just I just want to sit and think about Nick Cage and a cat sitting there looking at each other off their tits on magic mushrooms. And
0: what you know what? I, it... I believe him. I believe that that's true. We should just think thing. like who said it? Nick Cage or the Emperor Caligula? <laughs> just see which statement came out of Nick Cage's voice.
1: Oh, In which, in which case, uh, I, I do have a, uh, a quote that, that, that might would be the first one you'd have to ask on that. This is a quote he gave an interview about his earliest childhood memory. <laughs> For fuck's sake. He said, I was three and a half years old in Italy with my family. Caligula wouldn't say that, obviously, because he wouldn't say he was in Italy. <laughs> Could he have fucked
0: half of them and eaten the That's other
1: right. half? My parents had gone out. There were these women dressed in white. I think they were nuns. They they gave me something to drink. It tasted a bit like licorice. They also fed me some kind of stew, which was made out of fox meat. I wonder if those foxes had sex in a dignified manner. They don't do that in my back garden. I was on a bed with these women. They were rocking the bed and humming a song, which meant I couldn't sleep. Looking back, I'm pretty sure the drink they gave me was Sambuca. (laughs)
0: This is... This is just... He,
1: he's lived a life that the rest of us can barely even dream of. And, oh. and, and I've, I've got one more. I've got one more before we start actually talking about it. A man once broke into Nick Cage's house. Nick, okay. Ca- Nick Cage became aware of this when he woke up to find a strange man at the foot of his bed, naked except for one of Cage's leather jackets that he presumably pinched out of the wardrobe and eating an ice lolly. So even, even his stalkers have the same sense of wildness and style that Nick Cage has. This is...
0: Oh, my God.
1: Nick Cage is the only person on this planet who would be a better contestant on Would I Lie to You than Bob Mortimer. (laughs) I'd I'd love to hear some of these statements read out on a card for, like, uh, David Mitchell to try and react to.
0: Sorry, side note. Can I tell the story about Foxes having sex? Go Uh, on. Can I tell it? It Yeah, yeah, please do. It is your your appearance? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, right. I can't believe you let me tell this. Fuck. Um... (laughs) So, to be honest I don't completely
1: remember the story so I'll we'll find out whether I just made a bad choice or not in about
0: be- <laughs> <laughs> I just did a bad thing right so anyway um I-, I was staying with my grandparents my dad's parents and um I I yawned I was woken up in the night by foxes making little baby foxes so I, I yawned later on that day absolutely shattered and my granny goes, oh, you tired, James, and I went, yeah, yeah, I couldn't get much sleep last night because um, these these foxes were in the back garden, you know, fucking, you know, making other foxes, and Granny just went, oh, you should hear the hedgehogs, which is a weird thing to say. <laughs>
1: you should hear the hedgehogs. Who's,
0: li- who's listening to hedgehogs fuck to, de- to determine if they're having it in a dignified manner? That's right, yeah, Nick was <laughs> wondering whether they'll be so on the
1: menu next week.
0: We were in the car, and my grandad was paying attention to the road he was driving, and I hadn't really been listening to this conversation at this point. So after my granny said, you should hear the hedgehogs, my granddad turned to me and said, you should hear your granny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that way you want to fist bump someone and then sanitise your hands straight yeah, afterwards? Yeah.
1: Oh my god. Oh dear, I remember Do like you now. regret
0: your decision? Yes.
1: <laughs> Ye- yes and no.
0: Put that on the internet, you fucking cunt.
1: Uh, to, be, to, be, to be honest, it's at, at least it wasn't me who had to hear that directly.
0: From yeah, me. it was very cursed. It was. It was a... <laughs>
1: I've got you as a kind of human shield between me and that conversation.
0: <laughs> it's like one of like Voldemort's horcruxes that just needs to be destroyed, but we can't because we don't have a fucking basilisk fang.
1: <laughs> I bet Nick Cage does.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you had to give it back to the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs>
1: no, but I, I don't know if there's anyone out there who, who lives his life in as much style as Nick Cage. I think outside of family and, and friends, like loved ones and, and, and close friends, he may well be my favourite person. He's just so much fun.
0: I don't even know if it... It's not even like he's trying to be stylish, though. No, he's just... It's, he's, he, he He just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's, he, he's trying to buy a dinosaur tooth. And both people would be like, oh, look, Brad Pitt's buying a dinosaur tooth to try and show off, etc. I think he's buying it for, like, some, like, it's for its, like, healing th- abilities.
1: I think he wants to wear it as a hat and perform some sort of magic ritual with it.
0: Oh, my God. Hey.
1: He's, look, he's just he's just amazing. He, he is a, a really genuinely crazy person. And I know there's this sort of joke about, you know, Nick Cage. He's either sort of completely stoic or completely batshit in his films, but... And yet, look, and he's actually quite good in films. Let's not get into a double reel discussion now. But some of the, some of the stuff that that he turned that he's you know nearly did or could have done. He nearly played Superman, which would have been awesome. Ugh. He um he nearly played Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. No, he didn't. He was he was the previ- the choice before Viggo Mortensen to play Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. That would have been incredible. I would love to have seen him do one of his big Nick Cage speeches to try and rally the troops. <laughs> oh, with, with basically with the hairstyle he had in Conair. That would it'd just be perfect.
0: I'm a vampire
1: He just Oh we need to talk about that, don't we? we yeah, I mean I know I know it's film stuff but he had. He has a highlights reel on YouTube, which is just one of the best things in the whole world. It
0: might be the funniest thing you can watch on YouTube. It's just all of his worst films and just him being Nicolas Cage for about four minutes. And it's just...
1: He can can make anything seem absolutely exceptional. He's having an argument with his secretary in one film. About making sure the filing system is done in alphabetical <laughs> order, and he essentially recites the alphabet. But he's, he he recites the alphabet in a way that someone who's about to skin you alive and eat you would recite the alphabet. He does he's it am- very angrily. Amazing. He's amazing. I mean, the the bit in the Wicker Man remake where he walks around dressed as a bear and then just walks up to someone and punches them out without any warning. He is he he is something else. He is a very very special person. And I, I think we should be grateful that he's prepared to do all the things he does for our, for our entertainment, including getting off his face in leopard pyjamas. I think he's a very special man.
0: Yeah. It's, do you know what's weird is that he's made some really bad films. Mm-hmm. and But, he's also, but he's some always, amazing things as well. He's a, he's a tremendous actor when he wants to be. But a lot of the time he's just making really shit films. So it's obvious
1: that he doesn't, it's almost like he says, right, this one I'm going to do like a normal person, and this next one I'm going to just go completely mental. And I can just imagine a director going, what's he going to do this time? Oh, what's he wearing? Oh my God, it's a wizard's cape. And I just, when he's meant to play a lawyer, I just, I think it would be so much fun. I would love it. I would love it if he was like, uh, like my line
0: manager at work or something. I think every single day would be an adventure. Well, that's the film he did recently called Pig. <laughs> and he just, he's, he just will make whatever film he wants to
1: make. He does some amazing stuff. I, th- I think all actors should do this. All actors should go out and, tr- and be as mental as that from time to time and not worry about her image because he clearly doesn't worry about his image. It's he's not, he's not like he's got a manager going, so uh, so Nick, obviously you've got this kind of public image to sort of maintain, so perhaps you don't want to... Um, uh, <laughs> Where, <laughs> run around pretending to be a vampire and you know just some of the stuff he says like he was he was he was in ghost he was doing ghost rider and he just said he wanted to he wanted to um, sort of get an idea of like the ghostly vibe of the undead so he went and slept in Dracula's castle in Transylvania he's it's just th- no no. you see everyone should do that every act I don't want to hear oh I put on a lot of weight <laughs> and I learnt the language and I did some research and says no I slept in Dracula's castle. That's that's what I want to hear people say. That's he what. That's in what Dracula's
0: ce- coffin. You know.
1: Yeah, that's what celebrities are for. Well, everyone else is so sort of media managed these days. It's great that there's someone who's still an
0: individual. Nobody even watched that film. That's the best thing about it. Ghost Rider was shit. Oh, it was dog shit, and they made a sequel, and that was dog shit as well. The sequel that nobody
1: <laughs> asked for. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd, I'd, see, I... See, I want I want celebrities to be more like that because we can't live their lives. We've got work in the morning, right? So there's mm-hmm. no point... I don't want to hear about another fucking celebrity who's gone vegan and is taking care of themselves. That's fucking bullshit. Gwyneth Paltrow tapes, you know? Oh, she's one of the worst people in the entire world. A fucking candle that smells like her vagina. I can come up with a candle that smells like a vagina. You won't like how I do it. <laughs> you can see you can come up with a candle that smells like your vagina. <laughs> so... Oh, can you imagine what here's, here's a person is? Is a candle that smells like my arse, Gwyneth. <laughs>
0: it's just a joby with a candle in it. <laughs> a little wick in the end that's been lit up.
1: That smells a shit. No, she's a terrible person. I want people to be more like that. Yet, you know, my favourite kind of celebrity stories is stuff like Boy George, who's obviously before your time, but you're bound to have heard of him. He he was in New York in his apartment. And he was doing a huge amount of cocaine, like too much cocaine. (laughs) And um, if there is such a thing as too much, he was definitely doing too much. And he got so paranoid that he thought that there were burglars outside trying to break into his apartment and steal his cocaine. So he called the police and said, there are burglars trying to break into my house. Please help me. So the police came along, came into his apartment, inspected the premises and said... There are no burglars here, not to worry. However, we have found a massive bag of cocaine and you're under arrest. See, that is a man who understands what celebrities are for. (laughs) I don't want another self-help book about how they've done yoga. That's what I want from famous people.
0: Nick fucking Cage,
1: man. He just just does it with so much more style than everyone else. But he doesn't even mean to. That's the best thing about it. And other people don't do it as well. Mark Wahlberg gets drunk and starts going on about how he would have foiled the 9/11 terror plot, because he's a wanker. Nick Cage, mm-hmm. Nick Cage just makes everybody's life more colourful, not just his own. I mean, you just have to, just have to read about Nick Cage, and your life, your your life was one percent more interesting just because you read one new, newspaper article about him. That's how much colour he adds to the world. You know, you feel a lot happier. Don't you? Yeah.
0: So, since the last episode, is there anything else that's kind of caught your eye?
1: Um, well, obviously, COVID's about to get really shit again. Oh, fucking
0: making up variants now.
1: It's yeah. I I I don't like the way they're coming up with variants that sound like uh, like shitty brands of sportwear, like Delta and Omicron. O- sat- Omi- s-
0: Omicron sounds like a shit
1: transformer. Yeah, and that was and they're already pretty shit. So. Yeah. You know what I like about the Transformers is that in the first film, like they were aliens from another planet that were so intelligent and powerful they could turn into literally any machine that they wanted, and one of them turned into a Chevrolet hatchback. That that was that would that wouldn't have happened if Nick Cage was a Transformer. I tell you that. Well, he would have, he would have turned into Hitler's train,
0: <laughs> which he probably owns.
1: <laughs> A giant mechanical eagle that shits sort of firebombs.
0: So yeah, COVID, There's a, what's annoying me is that this Omicron variant's come out and it's now somehow worse than all the other variants, even though everything but everything in epidemiology has kind of told us that a virus starts out really strong and then it mutates and it gets weaker because they're try, it's trying to become more infectious and more transmissible. That's that's the way we. That's the way things work. And now because it's COVID, things like that don't work anymore. COVID seems to be there's some sort of genetically mutated Chernobyl virus that. Oh, so every other coronavirus usually gets weaker? Yeah. No, this one. Fuck that. You're like, oh, fuck's sake. So the, these jabs work or they don't work. The, you know, I've had both my jabs, but apparently I've still got, you know, we've still got to wear the face coverings. I don't know what it's like down in England, but up here we still have to wear the face coverings. They're,
1: they're about to bring that back in that we've got to wear face cut coverings again. I mean,
0: people to be- don't wear them fucking properly. There's no fucking point in having them. They, they, you get you get <coughs> covered because you come into contact with someone for more than 15 minutes. If you're in, If you're in someone's space for more than a metre, if you're in someone's like personal space, which is around about a metre for more than fifty minutes, that's how that's how you're gonna get COVID. So that's why people yeah. on planes get them because it's an enclosed space and it's not outdoors. Um in supermarkets, when are you actually in someone's personal space for more than a meter? You're not in for fifteen minutes. So you you're see, never yeah, in so a supermarket the thing. for more than fifteen minutes.
1: I mean the thing is the new rules they've brought in, I don't think are gonna make that much difference because I've been I always have a mask in my back pocket and I go when I go in a shop I tend to put the mask on anyway, because I don't know who else is out there. I don't know how vaccinated everyone is. I don't know whether I'm going to find myself on an aisle with some idiot who doesn't respect my personal space. Just thought I'm going, to, I'm going to. I might as well just wear a mask if I have to go on public transport, which occasionally I do. I, I've still been wearing a mask, so it, I think the people who are being careful it's not going to make any difference, and the people who've stopped caring, I don't think they're going to go back to wearing masks. I don't think they're going to social distance. So I think, I think it's just the government needs to be seen to be doing something. So we'll just kind of, it, I think this is going to become like for a while, it's going to be a, a tradition for this kind of year. You know, the right wing people are going to complain about Christmas being cancelled. Um, we're all going to worry about the flu. Uh, everyone's going to worry about whether people are wearing poppies properly and, you know, there'll be a new Delta variant. I think that's just our, our just winters for the next ship. couple of years. It just is what it is. But-
0: it's, but it's it's like clockwork, isn't it? It's, and what What's the bet that they've announced this new Omicron variant and then in two weeks' time, Boris Johnson's going to do something really shitty that's going to stop children getting access to clean water? He's going to bring in a law that says kids can't have clean water anymore. They've got to drink dirty, shitty sewer water. Well, they've sort of already but because done that. They've been, like... because, because they've announced a the new variant, they're all worried about the video. They don't actually care what the government did. The, the same thing with the Maddie McCann thing. Remember in the middle of the first, or maybe it was the second lockdown, everyone's like, this lockdown stuff's bullshit. And then about two days later, they went, oh yeah, we think we found Madeleine McCann's killer, by the way. The, this
1: this government does seem to do this a lot because there were a couple of controversial uh, laws being passed this this week. And all of a sudden, uh, Boris Johnson starts talking about Peppa Pig in a, in a speech to the C, CBI, or whatever they're called. And it's like, he always knows when it's time to start talking total dog shit about something that will distract people from other things that are going on. They've, I mean, they're all, it's all about distraction for them. There, there'll be some, you know, they'll accuse fucking Jeremy Corbyn of something or they'll create some non-controversy and it'll be all everyone talks about and and other things just won't get talked about. That's what they do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh... I'm kind of sick to death. I think the you know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: over it. I mean, I'm, I'm supposed to be going into town next week, and I may go, um, depending on the state of things. Um, you know, <laughs> I, 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 get the feeling that if, if you're careful, the new, the new situation doesn't make much difference to you. if you. The, the vast majority of people who are in serious health problems are the unvaccinated, Then everyone else is just going to have to find some way of getting on with it. Okay, yeah, I mean, what that's I think it is what
0: it is done in mainland europe but the problem is is that it's all about you know the freedom of choice but at the same time you know why should someone who's chosen to get double vaccinated and booster vaccines have their health compromised because the vaccine doesn't guarantee it you know the vaccine Mm. provides a lot more protection than a mask and being unvaccinated but say my mum who is you know of you know she's nearly 60 so she's in that bracket where covid could hit her like a fucking train she's double vaccinated she's had her booster and she gets on a bus with someone who's unvaccinated and doesn't wear a mask and is in her space for more than a minute because it's a busy bus for more than 50 minutes. So it's all about, you know, it's, everyone has their right to not um, get the vaccine. Masks are mandatory, but they're not really enforced by law because police don't wear the masks themselves. So if, if someone's chosen to not get the vaccine, that's fair enough. That's their choice. You, um, you can't make someone put something in their body that they're not willing to put in. It's selfish, but that's their choice. But at the same time, why should my mum suffer the consequences of someone else's selfishness?
1: T- to be honest, if they start bringing in restrictions on the unvaccinated, I don't really have a massive problem with that. I think they're, they're the ones who, I you know, it's it's got to be realistic. So there, there are going to be things that other people have tried harder to avoid this than you have. And if you're the one who gets locked down, you're the one who can't go in a shop. Um, That's the way it's going to be. It's
0: Yeah, it's, but the thing is, they've never made the flu vaccine mandatory. And flu kills, kills a lot of people every year. You know, flu is a can be a deadly virus depending on the people it affects. A lot like COVID. Um, I think I think the the
1: difference and it's it's the economic impact of COVID has actually been so much worse because COVID is is ten times as infectious and deadly as flu, and I think there's an element of the the consequences of flu spreading are not as bad as the consequences of COVID spreading, and it's not just the case it's not just people's health that's the issue it's the fact the nhs can't cope and we can't afford to like not have to shut down the economy again and i think that's what what it's going to be and the government is just to be honest right you know what i think it is the government said here are some restrictions the restrictions themselves are basically meaningless wear your masks again do you know what i mean and and social distance again and it's it, it makes no difference but at least it tells people it reminds people that the things are on the rise and those people who are going to be careful are going to be careful I don't think the government can do anything else now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not like they did a lot to begin with, but what if I tell you tomorrow, right, da, we're staying inside now, fuck your Christmas dinner, you're going to be like, well, no, I've already paid for the fucking turkey. Mm-hmm. And we said that we're going to have these people around. Yeah. I'm not going to judge you I don't, I don't think you, and there's a lot of people doing a lot worse than what you've done. Um, I mean, the, 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 know, the,
1: the reality is, is that we're facing this winter with the majority of people in this country vaccinated. And a lot of the problems we're having now, right, are because we, f- we forgot about getting the vaccine out to everybody else because these variants are coming from countries that don't have a vaccine. Yeah. Uh... So I-, I think we're all just going to have to sit tight. This, w- th- this is going to be a bit shit, but if you look at the restrictions I just brought in, it's like, can you wear your masks again? It's like, well, I think I- a lot of people haven't stopped wearing a mask in crowded places. Uh, and if they're vaccinated and they're being reasonably careful, they're not asking them to do anything different. I think the big, the big question would be is they, if they have another lockdown. That would be. I, I wonder. They'll be fucking would riots. Then. No, they, they can't. Then.
0: They can't be as com- as incompetent as they've been for the past two mm. fucking years and just start locking folk down and you know shit like that. It's it's one of those things. You know, it's going to just disrupt everyone for yeah. no reason. Um Yeah, I don't and and, and you look
1: you look at the levels. It is. It's it's just the. It's the unvaccinated that are having the worst time of it in this country, and that's what that's what it comes down to. Everyone else, it's like someone I work with caught COVID. She's back on her feet. Do you know what I mean? There's you know friends of ours who've got a little boy the same age as as, as my youngest, your, your wee brother. They're back on their feet. You know, it's like they had the vaccine. It's like this is this is what it's this is what it's going to be. I think now, right? It's possible that now, since all the vaccination, and everything else we've now got COVID down to the level of a really bad flu season. And I think we're just going to we're just gonna have to accept that that's where we are.
0: Um, yeah,
1: it's... And everyone's just so tired of it now. It's like, fuck this shit. We just can't keep talking about fucking COVID. Yeah, but the,
0: the restrictions are fucking stupid. You know, I've got to wear a mask at where I work because it's, it's a retail place. It's a, you know, it's a place of commerce. So I've got to wear a mask for my entire shift but I can go to a nightclub and not wear a mask. I know, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Just fucking pack it in. Just fucking pack it in. So You know, just, inv- just stop putting money into those fucking shitty submarines at Fastlane and put all the money into the NHS so they can cope with people that, you know, haven't been able to... Deal, deal, you
1: know, they- deal with vaccine hesitancy, get some leaflets through the doors, you know?
0: Yeah, deal with that shit, or you know, make sure the NHS has the capacity that they they need for Get the, get the vaccines, to get the
1: vaccines out to poorer countries. They're the ones you will stop the variants if those poorer countries all get vaccinated as well. It's not. It's not. It's not to be honest, who's, who's enforcing the rules now? Anyway, I mean, it's just fucking bullshit. The police.
0: Are, the police are more fucking sick of it than anyone. You know, because Could, the laws are fucking changing every two fucking weeks. It's just no. It's not. It's not happening. We'll just have to go. Like, it was like last year. They were in the middle of this this third wave, and we were having a thousand people dying every day. But you can still take COVID. Took the day off for Christmas. Oh, you can still go out of your family for one day. Fuck so off. You bullshit. know, it's mental, and I don't. I don't fully believe like you know the government are being completely transparent with it you know they'll, they'll say oh we've had th- six cases that's what's just come up on my news feed mm-hmm. uh, my bbc news app there uh, it's six cases found in scotland two in lanarkshire and two in greater glasgow and Clyde. which round about me have had i've been tested positive for omicron but it doesn't say oh yeah they're all in intensive care and dying on their arse it's like ah they've got a bit of a cough and they've lost their lost their sense of smell you know be transparent with it say look 1,000 cases, 1,000 positive cases yesterday in Scotland. 995 of them were just mild symptoms that are in their house. No, yeah, just, we're, child, we're, down, to, we're down to
1: about 50 people a day dying, which is 50 too many, but it's, you don't, or eight, or between 50 and 80 and people like that are are not, that. that's not enough. It's like, it's 100% the unvaccinated. So we know what the answer is. You know, you just have to get those stats out. If you're not vaccinated, you're going to be one of the people who die.
0: Exactly. And that was the outcry in the Netherlands and Belgium. But again, why should we have, why should the people who are vaccinated have to suffer? But I also understand that people might not want to take a vaccine. Some people can't take the vaccine because they're allergic to what they put in it. Um, And until such time, they can't actually get the vaccine. But at the same time, um, Joe Rogan, who is like the podcast god, hasn't been vaccinated. He got COVID. And... Um, there's a controversy about he took it, whether I don't know if he actually took it, but he took Ivermectin, which is like a horse dewormer, which has like been labelled as this dangerous alternative therapy. But Christ, He on got back. it yeah, I don't know if he took it or not, but he, he he got COVID and within two days was working out in the gym because he's in incredible shape. He is in absolutely Well, that's the other thing. Shape. The
1: other the, 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 before the before the vaccine, the, the numbers of people who were who were
0: dying of COVID were people with, with health problems was like he's he's, he's fifty three. Or 54. So he would... usually would think, oh, COVID could... You know, if it was somebody who was 90 and, you know, a, a dodgy... Like a cold winter could fucking take them out or a strong breeze. It's yeah. still sad for those people, but, you know, this, it sounds morbid, but old people are allowed to die. That sounds nasty. And obviously we want to keep them here as long as we possibly can so you can cherish those memories with them. But old people... It's, the 50, it's like the 40 to 70, 75 bracket that you're worried about. And... Joe Rogan's that kind of prime, and he's he said throughout this entire thing is like, why has there been no push for getting more vitamins in your body, more vitamin getting vitamin D, like being exposed to sunlight. He lives in Texas, so he gets loads of it. He's been making that point the entire time. Now, if he took Evermectin, then that's his prerogative. The same way that it's our prerogative to take the vaccine. Um, you know, I I fully believe in you know freedom of choice to do what you want. But it's funny how you know we can't push this whole agenda of you know eat your five a day eat. Eat a lot of fruit and veg. Eat healthier stuff. Don't eat junk food. Don't eat fast food. Don't eat processed stuff. You know, pack in the smoking. There's been nothing to do with that. It's just take the vaccine. Stay inside. Nothing to encourage folk to actually boost their immunity.
1: The thing is, our health system is completely ineffective at that. Because, and every health professional will tell you the same, is that they want more money and they want more support from the NHS, but what they want is for a lot of it to go out and in into social care and into health improvements and to the benefits that stop people needing to go to A&E in the first place. And what we're doing is is like saying, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to pay for as many firefighters and fire engines as we can possibly have. Yeah. But we're not going to stop um, making uh, houses out of paper and doors out of matches. Right. We are, we are not doing anything about the thing that is causing hospitals to be on the brink. And then whenever we can give a little bit of money to the NHS to help them in the hospital area, that's what we're doing. So like, well, actually, if your, if your health system was better, COVID wouldn't be affecting you as much. So I, I can see where Joe Rogan's coming from health. And, and that's the thing, right? If, if you actually had someone who was looking across to say, right, we're going to get, we're going to hammer at home every night, take, take your vitamins, do this, do that. And I get to the point where it is actually only immune and, you know, 90-year-olds and other people like that who, who are affected. And then the people who can take the vaccine, are you now okay to go out? Great, you can go out. And the 90-year-olds and the people who are just super vulnerable, we protect them. But that's a much smaller group of people to protect instead of having to lock down the whole country, right? But what you don't have, you don't have countries that are able to be that kind of organized in the, way that, in the decisions they make because they're all a bunch of fucking chances.
0: Yeah, the facilities are there. You know, if, if I'm coming, when I came down to you, I, and down in August, which was the first time I'd seen you in about what fucking 18 months or something, yeah. episode, I took a lateral flow. My sister took a lateral flow. My mum took a lateral flow. Yeah, and, and so did we. And they came back negative. So we we're like, sound, let's go. Uh, my mum took a lateral flow. She came back fine, didn't show any symptoms because maybe her vaccine worked and she was asymptomatic or the, she didn't actually um, catch COVID. So the facilities yeah. are there, but I, the, the, the Nicola Sturgeon's coming out and saying, take lateral flows every day. It's like, you know how much of a ball ache it is to take a lateral flow every fucking day, th- every time you go out? Are you fucking mad? The thing is- no- They take fucking 30 minutes. So what? So I'm, I'm working at 5 a.m. tomorrow. So I, I usually get up At half four because it's not that far from where I stay, so I've got to get up at four just to do a lateral flow. No,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: I'm going to I'm going to work. I'm wearing my mask. If I'm going, if there's like a big gathering, so see for Christmas, I think me and the missus are going to take lateral flows, and her mum and dad will do it as well. And we'll just you know, well, if someone comes back negative, obviously go and get a PCR, but don't just fucking take them at like. Uh, it's, that should be the encouragement. Like, if you're going to see someone who's vulnerable, okay, so you, you, your mum's got COPD, your mum's got cystic fibrosis, or your dad's got fibromyalgia, cool. Take a take a COVID test, just to be double sure. That stops the spread. As opposed to being like, yeah, we're going to shut the entire fucking country down, and if you're, if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, you're a fucking cunt, and I hate you and your grand fucker. Be more gentle with it. Be like, look, yeah. take, take, take to, the to test be honest, if, if honest, you're going th- for a th-
1: gathering. I think that's where we're at now, and I think Nic- Nicola Sturgeon is doing what, similar to what the Mayor of London does, is that their power is limited. So they spend all all day using what power they have or making noise about the things they can actually influence just so they can be seen to be doing something. And I think what's yeah. going to happen is the government is going to... The national government is going to say, do this, do that. And, I mean, they say they want to, like, bring in fines for people who, um, who don't wear their masks in shops, but the police aren't going to enforce it. And the people working behind the counter of a shop are just going to say... I've got enough shit going on without having to turn into, like, a private police force to deal with that person who's got a mask. It's going to be not very well enforced, but they're going to rely on the fact that the government has said cases are going up, be more careful. That's essentially what they've said, and hopefully people will be more careful. That That is all that's going to happen.
0: That was it. When the masks were brought in, Nicola Sturgeon said, oh, yeah, yeah." To, to people like myself who work with the public and, you know, work in a shop, oh, yeah, don't enforce it. So you can challenge them. You can go, have you got a master, pal? And they'll go, no, I'm exempt. Even if they're not, and we're not allowed to follow that up. Because one, we don't have the time. Like we're very busy. It's also the Christmas season. So like, fuck, am I checking up on every single person that comes into the shop? And who and wants to, to? Who
1: wants to be the guy who gets in the newspapers the next day for being someone who's accused of bullying someone who
0: really is exempt, right? Yeah, the thing is, if they say and they say they're exempt, you go, all right, cool. Nobody challenges it. They don't have the power to... It. The police... I like... Uh, we, the police don't have enough time to deal with... Normal shouts and call-outs. Let alone... Giving people fines because they didn't wear a mask. Like... Uh, it's... It's beyond me. Uh, but the thing is... That we're now... We're at a dangerous stage now... Where people can't get to hospitals for treatment. So... For a plethora of things. Um, whether it's, you know... It probably sounds quite stupid, Can- but... It's, cancer screening. There's one. That needs to be something that you... Yeah, right. Okay. Come in for that. Um, But even stuff like... Say you're meant to have a physiotherapy because you've got chronic back pain and your physio actually really helps with that and monitor your progress. Say so you've not been able to see your physio for six months and your back pain is at an all-time high. Then you'll end up in a and But But that, that's also... No, but it's not even that. That's, that's going to affect your mental health. Yeah. If you're in chronic pain for six months straight, every day, twenty-four hours a day, I wouldn't be surprised if th- this hypothetical person fucking killed themselves. Well, th- this and is you know, this, is all, that,
1: this and- is all the knock-on effects. This is everything to do with the fact that you what what you're aiming for is you're aiming for an overall health system that has very very few people needing immediate or urgent care, and the only way to do that is to make sure that people have the right diet, the right you know. Um, you know general state of health the right state of mental health and that someone is actually helping them with that because what you want to do is you want to be able to just go right I've checked in with 20 people today they're all fine I don't I know they're not going to need urgent care but it's it's across the board people with mental health issues there's a guy on the telly he presents some of the Sunday programs on um on the BBC he's got a teenage son who has had serious mental health issues including suicidal thoughts and the mental health system was not set up to do anything for him until he is just about to self-harm. Even though, obviously, what should be happening is, uh, you know, intervening or providing assistance, care and support, medication, a range of things might be needed well before that, so you don't get to that stage. And again, it's like, you talk to a fireman, they do not want to be called out. They want people to pay attention to fire safety, so they never have to be called out. They can carry on playing fucking pool in their fucking, uh, you know, uh, clubhouse. And and every time the fire brigade gets called out, it means someone's fucked up. And every every time you've got loads of people in A and E, someone's fucked up. And we don't fucking think like that. And that's why we have this problem. What what COVID's done, right? COVID has highlighted all the ways in which a given country is has got problems. And there's a lot of third world countries who have terrible problems. And you kind of go, well, we kind of knew that, and we're sorry for them, and we should help. But first world countries are going, have you got an obesity problem? Have you got an aging population? Have you got people working the kind of jobs where they can't work from home, or they can't afford to take a day off if they're not well? Have you got a health service that's that's not coping and doesn't isn't organized the right way? And all of those things will lead to a massive death rate. Have you got a disorganized government that doesn't think about anything? And all COVID is, is just like shining a big light and saying, here's how fucked you are. It's almost like COVID is like a consultant that's come in to kind of explain how everything is wrong and what you should fix. Yeah.
0: Uh, hey, i co- sorry, sorry we had to start talking co- about it. COVID's
1: not as expensive as consultants, obviously, but that's a different story. Yeah, <laughs> That's a very it's niche just, uh, discussion. Look, you know, look, co- look, COVID is what it is. And look, I'm sick of talking about it. I mean, that's why wh- yeah, what we do... are using and I, it as a tool. What, and, and it's like, you know... I think what's going to happen this time, people are so over it that they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to observe the rules, but they're just going to quietly not observe them. They're just going to go, oh, here comes somebody. I'll put my mask on. Do you know what I mean? But otherwise, they won't do it. They'll just be as careful as they can be. And I think, it, look, this variant's going to come in. But frankly, the last time we were seriously locked down, like you say, thousand people were dying. At the moment, it's under a hundred, and that's it's terrible that, that those people are dying. But it's, it's at a level where you don't lock down. It's a level where you take other measures. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, th- this is why we always put little posters, uh, you know, pictures up on our socials. I'm desperately talking to be talking about something else. You know, I w- I, I, we didn't get a, like a poppy scandal this year. I'd have loved a poppy scandal instead of this to talk about. The usual one with a right-wing arsehole say that people aren't respecting the poppy enough. But we didn't get that because everyone was talking about COVID and other shit. Yeah, uh,
0: but to, 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 to change the subject easy.
1: onto that, because I, I enjoyed that, we put this photo up a couple of years ago, because the BBC always gets like a kicking from the Daily Mail if, if anyone's not wearing a poppy. Uh, they had the Cookie Monster from the Muppets on, on the one show, and, and Cookie Monster was wearing a poppy. Right. You see, that... Let's go back to being that kind of cunt. I, I actually preferred it when when our society was stupid about shit like that. It's much more fun than just a, a you know a fucking second successive winter of coke because it's boring. We've had all that. I want to do something different. I want to talk about something different.
0: Well, I, I live in I live in Glasgow, where the poppy is already it, it's already a contentious <laughs> issue,
1: and in, in, a, in a city that doesn't need any more divisive uh, topics.
0: Yeah, good old Glasgow. Um, to be honest, I don't really. The, the, I'll talk. Let's talk about James McLean. Now, James McLean is a thick-as-pig-shit footballer. He used to play for Sunderland. And he wasn't very good, um, but he was born in Derry, or London Derry if you're a cunt. And um, he, he says he's not going to wear a poppy because it represents all conflicts that the British Army were involved in and not just, you know, the World Wars and stuff like that. And that's his prerogative. And I can understand that. If you were born in Derry and you didn't want to wear a poppy fully understand you know bloody sunday is still a huge thing to that community and bloody sunday was a massacre and it was a tragedy and it was it was horrible and it should you know rightly stay in him and his family's memories the the reason i don't like, like james McClain gets a lot of hate for this but i don't hate james McLean for that i actually agree with that point of view james McLean gets should be getting hatred for putting photos on instagram um wearing a balaclava and having his kids wear a balaclava saying today's history lesson you know, it's-
1: he's yeah. I mean, he's just a, he's, he's turned into an internet troll. He's basically like Northern Ireland's Lawrence Fox. And the thing, the thing is, though, right? He he only had that conversation about the poppy because we decided to make it compulsory to wear the poppy, which is obviously not the point, isn't it? I mean, it's like John yeah. John, John Snow. John Snow has no grievance against the British Army, but he just says, "I'm not wearing a poppy," and I'm not wearing an AIDS ribbon, and I'm not wearing this, and I'm not wearing that. Because I'm on the news, I'm telling you the news. I shouldn't, I'm not i am not a, a notice board for everybody's cause. And everyone's going, oh, you should do that. It's, just, it's not compulsory. And the people that you're honoring fought for things like that not to be compulsory. Right? So, you know, John's, you know, the fucking presenter of Channel 4 News is clearly quite a sensible bloke. Doesn't wear a poppy either. It's just it's 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 become one of these things that say, "Oh, you're an arsehole if you don't do it." It's like no. It's just,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't wear a poppy, and your granddad and my great granddad fought in World War Two. Yeah, and I wear it for the same reason that the British Army isn't this institution that has always been the good guys, you know, and since World War Two, more often than not. We've been the bad guys, and we've done some horrible things. And if I don't want to wear the poppy, that's fine. That doesn't mean I'm not respecting my granddad. I'm not, I'm, or I'm being disrespectful to people that died. I'm just saying. The I thing is, con-
1: conversely, that. you don't go out of your way to like uh, make life difficult in any way for the people who do want to commemorate that.
0: Yeah, and and, that, know, um... and, that, and that's
1: what we do in a polite society. I mean, I do wear a poppy, and I, I kind of try and separate the fact that when when the government you know, sends the army to do something, the army doesn't really have, you know, the, the army is conditioned to, to do what they're told. And we're, I'm grateful for the fact that they're prepared to do that. And my, my, my quarrel is with the people who send the army in for the wrong fight. um and that's you know the same way that my dad didn't like arthur scargill very much but always put a few pounds into the into the um into the pot for the miners because what he didn't like about scargill was that he was screwing things up not that he liked thatcher or that he hated the miners and it's just about having a a, like a bit of perspective you know and nobody has any perspective anymore that you look at the political arguments we have in this country and no one's got any sense of perspective
0: yeah no one no one understands see the, the poppy the poppy is a as a thing that is just to remember the fallen but you know
1: it's been turned into so the same thing in america where you have to you have to um stand for the national anthem before um every nfl game in american football and and say we're standing here uh, and we support our troops overseas and it's just like you've 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 taken that several steps haven't you
0: yeah, and I, I don't wear it, not because I'm being disrespectful to any British soldiers. It's become so political now and it's politicised, especially, mm-hmm. I suppose, it's the area I live. But, you know, it's to remember the fallen, but also it's it's in an honour and it's, you know, it's... It, I I will I will put money into, like, you know, help for heroes because, you know, at the end of the day, they're the people that are suffering most and getting no help from the government. But I'm not going to wear it because it's, beca- it's kind of symbolic and kind of it, yeah, synonymous it's, it's, with this, the this British this army. Again, it's... And that's not... I mean, Something I want to be associated with. I'm not being disrespectful to anyone. I don't, you know, I respect anyone's right to wear it. It's just one of those things where I'm going to avoid it because it's just it's become much more trivial than it should have to be. Well,
1: this is the thing. Right wingers love to talk about virtue signaling, but they never mention their own virtue signaling, and that's what the poppy ha- has become for them. Now, for me, I'm trying to treat the poppy the same way I treat the British flag. Is that I don't want the only people who who make use of it to be cunts. So that's the decision I take is that I'm going to wear a poppy while continuing to be the kind of person who like disapproves of war right and disapproves of a lot of British foreign policy because if if you know I don't want it to turn to think that the only people who wear a poppy are like you know these increasingly alt-right assholes. um but the whole point is it, it's their form of virtue signaling because you could quietly donate money to all sorts of causes for troops and you and you don't have to wear the poppy it's nice if you do it's nice if you wear the poppy to remember the fallen, and you're not being political about it. But you don't have to. Charity is voluntary. Wearing a ribbon or a badge for a cause that you support is voluntary. I've never worn an AIDS ribbon, right? I've never worn a red ribbon for 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 an AIDS cause because I'm not a big kind of like badge wearer. But that doesn't mean for one second that I have anything but like the the, the best of hopes for the people that are doing AIDS research. You know what I mean? you know i know a couple of people who live with hiv of course i want you know i'd love them to find a cure i'd love them to get a, a vaccination tomorrow and they're cured but i've never worn the ribbon and, and and as 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 much as it's important that we recognize the 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 sacrifice of soldiers because whatever happens in life we're going we need people who are prepared to defend us it's it's a charity and it's a voluntary donation and it's a voluntary cause to support it just, you just you you don't have to pay any of these causes and I mean, some people, I mean, you know, some people give to charity, and some people don't. And you know, some people think, you know, feel that they, you know, it's better to give up your time to things. Or actually, if you live your life in a in in what you see as a as a as an ethical way, and you pay your taxes, you don't necessarily need to to, to give to charity. But if you do give to charity, no one's giving to all of them, are they? You're always giving to some charities and not others. So it's, it's never, ever should be a case of judgment that you haven't put some money into a cause that you're not wearing a ribbon for this, that, and the other. Because it's just, you can't. That's, it's so weird that we've made this about the poppy. So if you're not wearing the yes. poppy, you are now against our troops. That's fucking bullshit. That is literally the opposite of what of, of the, the values that that that, that, we, that we fought for. that our our country has fought for. It's it's voluntary in the same way that cancer research is voluntary. I mean, I think I've given some money at cancer research this year. Maybe I have. But it's like, uh, you know, I've lost family members to cancer. Of course I care about it. You can't give to every cause. You know, you can't give to every refugee crisis and people give to what they can, when they can, and we don't judge people on stuff like that. Otherwise, it's just like these purity tests. Oh, show me all the things that you've that you've donated to. Oh, you didn't donate to this. Oh, right. You hate poor people, do you? You hate old people, do you? Because I, yeah, no I don't one think i have make... No one would have any money. I'm not... Yeah, no one would have any money. And I, I don't I, I don't think I've got an age concern badge or ribbon. So do I hate old people? It's yes. fucking bollocks.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh... It should be, wear, wear the poppy for the reason you want to wear it. And if you don't want to wear it, that's fine. If you want to wear it, that's fine. Yeah, and, I just and try leave, to avoid the whole leave, thing because it's people it's become-
1: the, the people who are standing there having a go at other people and, and you know, sometimes manufacturing invented poppy outrages, they're the same kind of cunt as like your Islamic fundamentalist who burns a poppy just so they can get a reaction. It's like, they can all fuck off. If you wear a poppy, I'm going to assume it's because you support, you know, looking after troops after they've served our country, and I don't have a problem with that. And if you don't wear a poppy, I'll assume that, I don't know, it's on your other jacket, or you don't wear poppies, or you don't you, you don't donate to that cause. But I'm nothing against you for not doing that, because there's like a thousand causes. You can't donate to all of them. You can't wear a badge to all of them. Otherwise, your jacket would look like Lewis Hamilton's fucking Formula One kit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just bollocks. And yeah. the, the, the problem is, is that... It, it is only because COVID has been such a prevailing thing that it's something else. It's at least it's something else to talk about. Do you know what I mean? But we we've everything's become a culture war now. Everything has become a something to kind of have a go at people about. I don't know if you've you've been following this because you don't follow the rugby, but um, there's a, a rugby club called Exeter Chiefs. Now they've always been called the Chiefs for years and years because Chiefs is, can mean a lot of things, right? Um, but they decided because their old nickname was the Chiefs that, I don't know, about 30 years ago, 25 years ago, they decided, why don't we pretend we're Indian Chiefs? And they wear fucking headdresses, they've got a big red Indian or sort of Native American um, a logo, and they had a mascot called Big Chief, who was like a caricature of, of Native Americans. And over the past few years, people have quite right have been saying, that stuff's not good, right? That Native American people have objected to all of that stuff. There's been campaigns since the 1960s against that stuff in America. There hasn't been a new mascot of with any Native American origin in, in American sports since 1963. And the vast majority of, of American sports franchises have removed their Native American branding, not always without a fight, but they have. Because Native American people have, have, have made it very, very clear... They're not cartoon characters, they're real people, and it's really offensive and damaging to them. And they can give you all sorts of historical context as of why it's damaging to them. They go, well, no one's ever said anything else. And he says, Well, quite frankly, mate, they've probably not heard of Exeter Rugby Club down in the west of England, but it's still not right. Do you know what I mean? It's like if no one had ever mentioned to you that that, you know, that using the N-word, you know, to describe anything that's black was was a bad thing. And you didn't know it was a bad thing. Surely if someone mentions it, you do realize that's associated with some really vicious and horrible stuff. You would go, oh, I had no idea. I'm terribly sorry. But it's become this, oh, here come the woke people trying to destroy everything. It's like, come on. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's stuff that we always used to do and now we don't because we've realized it's harmful. That's why we don't have lead in paint, right? That's why we don't have lead in petrol, right? <laughs> it's like we, 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 when you didn't know any better, we understand. But now someone has explained it to you it's time to fucking stop it. And they go, oh, no, these woke... And now it's, come, it's a point of principle. Now, what we're going to do now is we're not going to dress up as, Red, as Native Americans um, because we've got to make a stand against these woke people. It's, we're not talking about some Ponzi university that's not policing everybody's speech. This is a really clear-cut thing of it. It's bad manners and offensive to do what you're doing. And when no one's suggesting that you did it on purpose. But surely now you've got to kind of just show a little bit of... What happened to just being polite and going, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was a, a thing.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, just stop being a cunt. It's,
1: it's like, oh, you, you know, you, you you grew up in a part of the world where there was mostly white people, and then you end up in a city that's got a lot more black people, and it turns out there's a couple of figures of speech you learned from your granddad that aren't very popular. Yeah? You go, oh, I'll probably stop using them then. But not now. Now you are a soldier. You are one of Lawrence Fox's fucking soldiers of fucking, like, the, the, the new right. And it's like, fuck off. It's like, since when did being a cunt on purpose become the same as fighting for freedom. I just don't get it at all. Yeah, <sighs> it's, r- it's really, boring, really it? simple. It's just If you just use your values that say, actually, I didn't mean any offence, but someone's explained to me why that's offensive, I won't do it. And and by the same token, if someone starts kicking off, someone had a go at Laura Koonsberg, who was a fucking arsehole, by the way, but she, she used the phrase nitty-gritty, and someone pointed out that that actually comes from, um, like, it used to be used in a, in a, in a, in a derogatory manner to, or was connected to, to slavery. And it's like, hold on. It's been a couple of hundred years, and that has no overt relations to anything. And figures of speech like that get diluted a hundred times. Let, let, there's a line, and that is not across the line. You know, I don't see black people standing up and saying using that phrase is, is is the reason I can't get a job or I, I get harassed in the street or my life is worse than the corresponding white person. So don't, you know, don't go over the top of that. But when people have actually made a decent case for something being offensive, it's yeah, actually all right. It didn't cost me anything. It's it's tiny stuff it, it, and, and it can be tiny and it's not the worst thing in the world to just go along with it. I remember just recently on the, on the radio they were talking about, someone wrote in and said, you know, you referred to the Ukraine last, last year. That actually used to be the way the Russians referred to us when we were like owned by Russia, uh, and we don't like being referred to as the Ukraine. We're Ukraine because we're a country and on our own right, so it's not a big thing. But can you just call us Ukraine from now on? And the radio people went, "Yeah, okay, yeah." Didn't didn't know, but it cost me absolutely fucking nothing to do it. And since you asked so nicely, yeah, sure, no problem. But apparently, you know, it's other people just don't think you can be a grown up anymore, and you have to turn it into a massive kind of. Massive fight.
0: It's weird how people are just not willing to be nice anymore. They've got to stand on their ground about fucking everything. It's like you saying, "Oh, you know what, James? I really, really, really like red wine. I don't like red wine. Cool." Why don't we <laughs> it's have like, conversations yeah, it's like that like like, Fuck you! Fuck yeah, you for not, not liking what, what I, I like. The thing I is, like, I wear the poppy. I don't wear the poppy. The thing is, I'm okay. I'm cool. I'm,
1: I'm quite good friends with people who who voted for Brexit and. Some of them have made very poor arguments for it and other people have made, they just kind of said, you know, they felt that the, you know, they, they felt that on balance they preferred to be out of the EU and they said, city, yeah, but it's being cocked up. And I said, well, they shouldn't have cocked it up. I'm, I, I still don't regret voting for something because if they'd, if they'd implemented it sensibly, it might have worked. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay. All right. Fair enough. And we've had a drink and a long conversation about it and no one had to fall out. You know, I've got conversations with people who have differing views on, on climate change. You think oh, they think, oh, come on, let's not get ridiculous and kind of cut everyone's lives down because of environmental change. Okay, I disagree with you, but... And it's like, it's it's the same thing there used to be this old video. It was like Red versus Blue off Halo explaining the difference between real life and the internet. Do you know what I mean? And the and the, a real-life conversation can be quite cordial and people understand where other people are coming from. when the internet, it's just people trying to flame each other. And it's just more intense now because of social media. Because social media is now... You can broadcast your views and you can hear all these other views and you can just have these massive fights. And you just have millions and millions of people who are getting nothing but uh, social media posts that intensify their um, intensify their own views and portray anyone with differing views as the enemy. And now we all like fucking despise each other. And it's like, but if any any of those people had a, a normal conversation, you would... Well, there's two kinds of people. There's the kinds of people who have a you can have a normal conversation with. You to get to the end of it, and you have other people who they've gone right down the rabbit hole. It's like you know, there's people who I'm sort of who I know, sort of. You know, I don't want to say who they are because it would you know it would kind of disclose their their identity. Who who have gone off the idea of vaccinations? So I I don't want to know what I've gone into it. And I I know that they're the kind of person who they get all their news from from you know social media. They don't watch anything on you know BBC or ITN news. And they've gone, you know, and, and if you try and talk to them about, it, you know, oh, I just don't trust it. I just don't trust it. And they just shut, they just shut down because their identities become kind of like tied up with, with that. But normal people just need to remember what it's like to have a conversation with a real life person, you know? Because yeah, know the conversations you have with people on you say, no one would, you wouldn't have that conversation with anyone uh, in real life. You know, if you if you had a conversation like that in the pub, there'd be like a punch up every five minutes, which might be quite amusing. Yes, I would
0: actually like to see that. Maybe we but should have least... a national.
1: we should have a national day where everyone has to act face to face like they are on social media and see how it gets on. No, that'd be that'd be that'd be like the purge.
0: <laughs> <That'd be> catastrophic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be absolutely. Everyone would be dead in four minutes. Yeah, I just... I can't be fucked with it. It's It just makes depressing... It makes t- depressing conversations, you know. It's, you know, you can't just uh, have a point of view, you know. You know, the only the only reason I will not hang out with someone is, is if they vote for the Conservative Party. But at the same time, you are still allowed to vote for the Conservative Party. I just won't like you very much. I'll think you're a prick. I'll think you're an arsehole. But... I will talk to anyone about anything, but I'm just I'm unless they're a conservative, I think they're cunts. But if any, I can't have a conversation with anyone these days because nobody believes anything anymore. They think it's fake news. Hmm. They think everything's made up. They think X, Y, and Z. They, Every, everything is not, fake
1: news except what they've just watched on a video on YouTube. That's usually how they work.
0: I'm not like. I'm skeptical about these new COVID variants because it's coming out of the fucking, it's coming out of the government's mouth. Until you have an epidemiologist like on the news and not Boris Johnson who can't explain it coherently, I'm going to take it with a pinch of salt. But you've got these people that won't take the COVID vaccine because they think it's it, they don't know what's going in it, and then four four hours later they'll be doing lines of gear off of a hooker's tits. It's like, yeah. oh, I don't know what they're putting in that vaccine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh. Isn't it? See, see,
1: see, this is the thing. Is, is I, I know people who are, who are conservatives, but I know there's a difference between your traditional conservative who, if you actually get down to it, there's this you know Venn diagram of normal people, is that they're not that far apart, and they actually have the same opinion on what the problems are and that they need to be fixed, and they just see a slightly different way of fixing them. But what's happened now is that the Tory party is trying to be like the Republican Party in America. And I think there's a lot of people who still vote Tory because they, you know, who else are they going to vote for? That's sort of the side that they're on. But they look at who's in charge and go, oh, the fuck is this? And there's a lot of Labour voters who are the same. There's a lot of Labour voters who look at this and go, oh, for fuck's sake. So I, I try I try not to let people's voting intentions get in the way of that. What does bother me is people who have absolutely swallowed the Kool-Aid and, and have become, like, imbued into a cult rather than just... Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, all right. I understand you're generally right of centre. You you take political positions that say, you know, you don't want anyone to be discriminated against. You don't know, think the world is terrible. You just think, you know, that a well-run economy would do more good in the end than loads of public spending. I disagree, but I understand. Do you know what I mean? You can, I've had conversations with Tory voters and we end up at the end of it where a Tory voter has agreed with me that the railway should be nationalised and there should be no tuition fees. Do you know what I mean? and he's yeah it's like yeah we're all, we we're all grown-ups do you know what i mean but there's a lot of people who are like oh now it's all about oh boris johnson's pissed you off and that's good because you're woke it's like oh that's great i'm so glad we've got that in charge of the country now
0: yeah like people you know like you're allowed to be wrong that's the thing people that's that's why we're in this mess It's like donald trump refused to be wrong about anything mm, god he refused to be wrong about anything and that's why america is a fucking mess See, uh, Donald, Trump, Donald, Trump, wrong
1: Donald Trump only took the existing Republican Party a little bit further to the right than they already were. That's the problem in America. The problem that we've got is that there's always some cunt in this country who looks at whatever's happening in America and says, we should have that. It's like, oh, yeah, our city should be like Detroit. Our health system should be more expensive than fucking, uh, you know, diamonds. And uh, we shouldn't be shouldn't feel safe walking down the streets <laughs> of our own homes. Okay, let's do it. So let's have political parties that are essentially. There's some a Republican politician that's actually been spreading around videos like calling for Alexandria Ocasio Cortez to be decapitated. It's just like, oh Jesus Christ! Hell. The, the problem is, is that there are British politicians over here going, "Oh, that's cool. I wish we were allowed to do that." You know, in the same way that they watch American films and wish there was more fucking gunplay outside their own house, it's like. Well, I, glad, you know, I'm glad you find it exciting, but we look back at it and go, I'm glad it's happening 3,000 miles away and not here, you know? Yeah. Fucking dickheads.
0: Speaking of America, <laughs> did you see that dickhead in a Wisconsin? Oh, the Carl Rittenhouse? No. Was he Wisconsin? No, I don't think he was Wisconsin. He was a dickhead. Um, but, that we'll get on to him in a minute. Who I wanted to talk about was that dickhead who drove through a parade. Oh, Jesus. See that? No, yeah. Did you I, see I,
1: that? I'm just looking at the news article. You know what? I did I did see a headline. I didn't realize it,
0: it, was, it was in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, fucking, that's awful.
0: Um, yeah, he's the current of the month. Um, he said he was escaping a domestic... Oh, he did go to Wisconsin. Fucking Wisconsin's been at it recently. Um, I cannot. Yeah, so we'll get on to Kyle Rittenhouse in a minute. Um, yeah, that guy was escaping. What he said was a domestic violence, um, altercation. Seeing his message was punching him, so he stopped at a barrier where the police were, and then drove through it and ran over a load of people. Um, it's crazy, isn't it? Because you've got terrorists doing that, and you've got someone who
1: can do just as much damage as a terrorist, just because he's a reckless moron.
0: Fucking
1: drives me mad.
0: Yeah. Drove through a parade of children. That's... Yeah, that was gross. Um, But no, Kyle Rittenhouse. um, I didn't know this at the time, but he drove from Illinois to Wisconsin, which is like a fucking hefty drive. They're nearby, neighbouring states, but like everything in America, it's it's massive.
1: For him, it was actually only a half-hour drive, but he did drive... and Apparently, he does... This is the weird thing about this, right? There were riots going on in... Again, the the nuance all gets lost, there were riots going on in that town. And those people were arseholes. The protests were legitimate protests because the police in that state are causing all kinds of... I think this that Minnesota. He's from Wisconsin. He drove to Minnesota one way or the other. But the police in that state are absolutely horrific and violent, racist and, and brutal. And something needs to be done about it. So it was right that someone was out there having a protest. But then these rioters kind of start setting fire to buildings, and that's a terrible thing. And then what happens next is, oh, if, if people are rioting, let's all go there with our assault rival, rifles. That'll calm things down. And you've got these vigilantes going there with, with assault rifles to start causing trouble. And then everyone starts pulling their guns. What's happening in America now is what we used to joke that America was like. Do you know what I mean? You would have comedy sketches going on, what things like in America? And it's everyone pulling their gun on each other over absolutely nothing. And that's Ugh. that's actually happening now. There's a situation down in Texas where a guy was going to pick up his kid from a house and the wife wouldn't let him see the kid. Even, But the court says, I get her at 3.15. I just want to spend more time with her. The sort of shit that people do to each other all the time. Do you know what I mean? Acrimonious divorce. People you know, arguing over custody. It's all very unedifying. Uh, she's probably trying to push his buttons. He's overreacting to it. The the the, the ex wife's new husband pulls out an assault rifle and says, "Right, get off my property," and and it ends with with the guy being shot. You just think it's everything gets escalated into fucking armed warfare over there. The the individual choices of Carl Rittenhouse, technically what he did wasn't illegal. That's why he's not in prison because America is a fucking weird place. But at the same time, they are they can't have a protest without everyone being firebombed everyone's got a fucking gun every situation gets escalated and people end up getting shot that uh, it's a, you know it's a fucking insane place and 30 years ago people were joking that things could get like this as as satire and it's gone beyond all of that now it's 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 just a fucking insane place
0: yeah i can't believe you got away with that though like well because the
1: the thing is because the law says you can do that that's the fucking crazy thing the law says you can go walk into the street with an assault rifle and confront the rioters yourself.
0: But they weren't rioting. It was a peaceful protest.
1: Well, so, some of them were rioting. Oh Nothing. But the whole, the whole point is, right, some 17-year-old who's listened to too much Proud Boys propaganda is not the person I want going to a protest where some of the people are protesting peacefully and some of the people are kicking off. We have this in the UK, right? We have peaceful protests at which some people start to get violent, right? And what what needs to happen is that someone who knows what they're doing goes and calms that situation down. In America, what happens when that situation is going on is someone turns up with a fucking assault rifle. But technically, he was allowed to do what he did. Because that's how, they, how the law is structured in America. It's a fucking weird place, man.
0: Jesus. Um, do you have any any good news? What's <laughs> <laughs> happened in the past month? COP26 is over. Yeah.
1: Can you actually get around your city now?
0: Yeah, everything's open. It's great. Um, yeah.
1: Richard, um, Richard Madeley had had um, had to be medevaced out of I'm a Celebrity because he was dehydrated. In Wales? Yeah. He's, de- he's the only person in the world who can get de- dehydrated in Wales in November.
0: <laughs> if it was Australia, <laughs> then, you know, maybe, because it's fucking roasting.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I think maybe they just we need, we need it to be as like Australia as we can, so can someone get really dehydrated, please?
0: <laughs> um... It's been a really miserable month. Storm Arwen's practically destroyed the east coast of the country. Um. Any actual good news? Anything happened? I. Hold on. This I went looked, to IKEA.
1: Yeah. Did you get out? Of, well, you obviously got out alive. That's good news.
0: Yeah. Um. I, we had. We're obviously trying to buy a new place, and um. Well, everything looks good so far, but we're um. Obviously, looking at like furniture and stuff like that, we had everything planned from IKEA, and then nothing's in stock in IKEA. So uh, that even then, going to IKEA wasn't fun because it's out of stock. No good news.
1: Okay, I've just seen a, a news headline which sounds like good news, um, but it could be made up because I don't recognise the website, and it could be some made up bollocks. But it sounds like a woman has actually um, man- managed to naturally cure herself of, IV, uh, of HIV her, her body has been able to fight she off the finished. disease by herself she was diagnosed with HIV in 2013 never showed any signs of illness um and it would appear that she's managed to her body's managed to fight off the virus and scientists wonder if the antibodies contained in that woman's system might yield um some uh, you know research or something that would help other people with with the disease
0: that's class So, that's some good news
1: so despite everything you know we have a vaccine because there are smart people out there and we have a health service because there are people out there working really hard and I think you know there's a lot of people being arseholes but there's a lot of people you just don't hear them you know being good to each other so you know November is a depressing month um but maybe it's not as bad as it sounds but there's still good stuff happening out there good well
0: I don't think if there's any other good news um Saw a dog. You saw a dog? Saw a dog. Saw several dogs.
1: I saw a dog today that you would really like, because it was a German Shepherd. I don't know how much he oh, loved them. Rough. And he was uh, he was at that stage. You know when dogs are the size of an adult dog, but they're still a puppy?
0: So they're all bouncy. He's at that
1: stage, and he was given his owner nothing but trouble. He was, like, snacking, giving a little, like, playful love bites to his hand and trying to... Trying to trying to bite the lead and, and like twist him round and get out, get into trouble. It was happening outside my house, so I could just stop and watch it and watch this guy going completely nuts. And the dog was running around him. That was good news. It's not gonna make it's not gonna make six o'clock news on BBC today.
0: It should. I feel like the I feel like the world would be a better place if we stopped speaking about COVID and poppies and America. And for thirty minutes, it's just um, I don't even know presents the news anymore. Just the news was talking about dogs.
1: Well, well, since we got into COVID, there are people saying that the the sign of the Omicron variant could actually speed up to the, the end of the pandemic because what they are actually they are thinking that these variants might start turning into milder versions of the disease.
0: That's what billions are. That's what that's. Well, that, that's what happened along the first COVID was absolute fucking uber kick your cunt in. Mm-hmm. and then we had another wave in December because it was still a relatively fresh virus, but it's now a year on where everyone's had vaccines and stuff, so it has to mutate to become more infectious. So, it so it may, more maybe infectious. what's
1: happening now is good news in disguise. Wouldn't that be yes. nice? Has anything else caught your eye, any news caught your eye, or are we going to finish on a high note?
0: Um, I'm trying to think if I've had like a funny story from work. Or... It's funny happened at work
1: I'll t- tell you what will make you laugh is my my, uh, my youngest your little your little brother he's 20, 21 months old and uh he's he's talking but he doesn't always understand everything that he's saying so sometimes he says mummy and daddy when he's talking to us right but you know how look everyone's got their pet names for each other and my, my wife and I call each other babe quite a lot <laughs> and the other day I'm going up to him and saying come on mate it's time for you to go for your bath and he goes no babe uh, so, so now, so, so now he's turning into some company-wide boy. I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to be met at the door when I pick him up from daycare. and He says, "Right, round has got a bit sexist. He keeps referring to all the women in the room as babe <laughs>
0: Okay, so here's, here's a funny story from work. So, um, <laughs> so I've I've recently been promoted. So. I'm well I'm done, now, like I'm I'm, uh, I'm now a manager. Thank you, good. thank you, thank you. So I'm now dealing with like stuff. Now you're dealing with a lot of like, shit that you not never had to deal with. <laughs> yeah, like like as a my previous role, you know, I'd still have to deal with customers, but now it's kind of like if any like the you know, the shop assistants have any problem at the at the till, I've got to kind of go and deal with that. So I go down, and usually it's something like, "Can you approve a refund? Can you?" suspend this person shopping can you avoid this off you know they didn't want it in the end blah 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 simple stuff or this customer um tried to do this thing blah blah, blah or you know etc simple stuff yeah it's nine ninety nine times out of 100 it's you know you just type in a little number and it's fine yeah but that one in 100 is oh it's it's always something mental so i came down and everyone's just shouting at this one guy <laughs> So, fucking so, fucking... So, so you've walked into something that's already escalated. Yeah, there's, like, there's these two, I want to say, middle-aged women just shouting at this guy. And he's turned around to them going, some people are just selfish. And they're going, yeah, you're fucking selfish. Right? And I'm like, oh, what the fuck is going on? So there's two people. Um, I've got the, the cashier and she said, yeah, the, these two customers are saying he's jumped in front of the queue um, when we opened another till. I went, okay. So I spoke to one of them, spoke to the other, and and the other cashier. So I've got four people basically saying this guy's jumped the queue. So I go to the guy and I went, Hey mate, um there's four people here now saying that you're now telling me that you've jumped in front of the queue. Um you know, what what's going on? And he went, No, I didn't do that And I went, Okay, well I've got four people saying that and i've also got cctv to kind of i don't want to have to go and check the cctv because i don't think it's worth my time but yeah. you know there are queues, and you know just be respectful of other people and you know if there's some of them before you let them go first when the, the next till is opened or if you know you've been waiting a long time you just got a queue like apologize for the long queues It is you know getting close to christmas etc etc you know the the kind of usual apology that you kind of have to give like you're, you're understanding that it's frustrating standing in a queue we don't want them queuing either <laughs> he just looks at my name badge and goes what's your name then? James? Well, I'm going to go file a complaint about you. And I was like, "Huh? You're going to file a complaint about
1: me for coming down and calming down this situation that got completely out of hand.
0: I was like, no. (laughs) I was like, mate, I said to file the complaint, mate, there's about 3000 cameras in here. Um, Nothing, nothing happened, of course. Um, they always, that's one of the more mild stories of my time in retail. Um, well I used to like your junkie of the week stories. Junkies of the week yeah. This the, that was up in my old store where there was mm-hmm. it was just in a quite deprived area. This area is not as, de- as deprived so there's not mm-hmm. as many funny stories. Um I'm to think I'm trying to think of a quick junkie story to end it on. A quick junkie story. There was the, the, the famous one is the, the this guy was found in our our back chiller. So the where we keep all like the back stock that didn't go on the shelf. Yeah. Um in there. So basically the delivery driver had come in and he must have forgotten something, so he propped the door open for about six seconds while he went to the lorry and got um some paperwork or something and in that time, a junkie had come in and hidden behind somewhere and um waited till the driver was gone and then there was a brief period where the driver had gone and then the morning shift were coming in um, and
1: I'm imagining the just... mission impossible theme playing over this like whole little sequence here.
0: Well, yeah, I think because the driver had disarmed the security system because he'd come in, the um, the we hadn't been notified of it. So anyway, the morning shift come in. The junkie hides again, and now all the morning shift are now not in the warehouse. They're now on the 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 shop floor working deliveries. So he's just having a peruse or something to so that you can try and steal, and then he eventually wanders into the back chiller, where they 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 go in. And um, <laughs> and they see this guy, and he's just huffing on a can of lighter fluid. <laughs> That's old school. That's old school, and he's just huffing on a can. of so they, I, hope, they, I hope he they... doesn't smoke his heroin. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> So <laughs> they restrain him. They take his lighter fluid off him, and they're saying, oh, "What the fuck are you doing here? You know, get out." And he goes, "Okay, I'll leave. I'll leave." So they kind of let go of him, and he just start. He takes out his prescription methadone, and starts drinking that. Oh, fantastic. You know, it's like in a green bottle, in a green liquid, in a bottle. So he gets the right, But obviously, I've worked with these people and I've seen them interact with junkies before and they've told them, you know, fuck off. I, I, well, the term is drug user, but I have been told by the police because I've had to give statements to the police about these people that you're like allowed to say junkie or drug user. So it's not offensive. If there are any junkies listening, you know, fuck off. Um,
1: <laughs> I, don't think the, I don't think they're a big listening demographic for us.
0: Yeah, they're not a demographic. Anyway, um, yeah, I've just not got any time for them. I've seen the, the damage they cause. Anyway, um... He's, he's done a method. So anyway, the police get called and then the local news got a hold of it. Um and The news article was oh uh a man discovered in the, the back chiller of a supermarket has, um, and then subsequently going on to steal from other shops has been reprimanded, et cetera, et cetera. It, read, it reads, Oh, the staff begged the man to stop before he did himself and anyone else harm. <laughs> and I went to the two people that restrained him and I went, Did you say that? I went, No, nah, we told me to fuck off. <laughs> That's how they
1: spell fuck off in a family newspaper.
0: <laughs> oh, it was class.
1: Yeah, I like, I like your junkie stories. I like the one about the woman who came back in disguise, and when you saw that it was her, she oh. went, It's not me.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, but she didn't it's not even do it like that. She didn't even do it oh, fuck. We're going to be speaking for hours. Make this the last one. All right, Make this, is, this, the this is the last one. Just to end, this all, is the last just to end one. on one. So, life. this woman was in, say she was in on the Monday. She was in, and she'd been caught stealing before, but she would come in with her boyfriend, and to her credit, wouldn't steal when she was with her boyfriend, and that's why she was allowed in the shop. But she'd got caught stealing in between the last time she was in with her boyfriend and get in with her boyfriend again. So we basically said, look mate, leave it outside. Like a uh, dog. Leave it outside. Um We can't have it in the shop because we don't know if she's going to steal or not. And he went, oh, but she doesn't steal when she's with me. So anyway, there's a big argument between him and the manager. Blah, blah, blah. And what As he said the sentence, she doesn't steal while she's with me, she was stealing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she'd, <laughs> she'd picked up a bag of sweets and then walked out the entry door as someone else was coming in. But, there's two sets of doors. So if you walk to the wrong, through the set of doors, the wrong set of doors, sorry. So if you walked through the entry doors, you can't get out because the sensor's on the outside. she was kind of trapped there. So I've kind of ran round the front and the door's open. She's got to walk away with a bag of sweets. I know it's a bag of sweets, but I went, You're going to pay for that? And she went, Yeah, and gave it to me. And I went, Go away. And <laughs> went back in the shop, but that was it. A few days later, she comes back in there. She had brunette hair and she's a junkie. So she kind of sounds like this, like, and. Um... Sounds like that, dark hair. But she's in a few days later, and she has blonde hair. And I went, we couldn't tell if it was her, but she had her nose on the freezers, and she was basically just scanning every item in the freezers along with her nose. Not very hygienic. Anyway, um, I go up to her, and I say, I know you've changed your hair, but you're you're still banned, we can't have you in the shop. And as she looks up at me, I realise she hadn't dyed her hair, but she was wearing a blonde party wig. And it, it, it kind of fallen ajar off of her head. And, oh, this was a time before Face Mask where I had to hide M- my face. Master thing. of disguise. Oh my god. And I'm I'm like. Mm-hmm. Alright, you still have to leave and she went. No no no. You have the wrong person. <laughs> and she affected this awful border and I, I I said to the security guard I went, No, no, I can't deal with this. You have to deal with this because I'm gonna go and push myself laughing.
1: <laughs> uh, you see, it's it's funny what can brighten, you know, other people's misery can brighten your own life. Yeah, it's good to end on a high, good to end on a high note, and uh, just to remember, even though it's been a miserable month, where we started this episode was Nick Cage giving us all some entertainment to brighten things up, and hopefully he'll do something to brighten things up again soon. That was the Adamsons versus Nick Cage's leopard pajamas. Next time it will be the Adamsons versus something else. The music was District Four by Kevin MacLeod. Look forward to speaking to you again soon.